And fade out. <laughs> Johnny fade. Okay, let's try it again. Round of applause for Brendan Shanley, everybody. Thank you. Johnny's clapping this time. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a false start before. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> Won't mention it. How are you, man? Thank you for coming down. Oh, good, man. No, thanks for having me on, man. It's, Hell uh, yeah. Been, uh, been a while if you wanted to come on here and uh, been listening to you guys for a while, so... Very happy to be on it. Thank you. Uh, Finally. So, uh, Brendan is a excellent bass player and a solo artist. Um, I've had the pleasure of playing with Brendan at a gig before. Very good. We locked in pretty well, right? We did. Yeah. It's not not often not 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 often you find that, right? No, only with <laughs> maybe you and Thomas Gale. <laughs> Are they the only drummers that you? Yeah, kind of okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've only played with two drummers. Only two drummers, but um, no, that yeah, that was that uh, Jack Rabbits with Harla. Yep, that was a uh, that was a really fun gig. That was a very fun gig. Yeah, especially with what a week or two notice, yeah. learning seven, eight songs. Yeah, but yeah. um, I work well under pressure though. I don't know about you, but yeah, I do. Well, it paid off. It sounded <laughs> great, man. You had a good time at that gig? Yeah, that was so much fun. Yeah. And um, I think that might have been the first time I ever played Jackrabbits as well. Right. I think so anyway. But um, yeah, that was just a great show. And mm-hmm. like, playing with Alex and Axel as well. Two awesome guitarists. Yeah. Axel Carrington. Yeah. yeah. So how could you not love that? Yep. Alex Hayes as well. Um, you you played Jackrabbits when it was... Well, we played it when it was Black Betty's. Oh, back, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Black yeah. Betty's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do they still have the uh, the Marshall wallpaper? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew you were going uh, to ask that as well. That was actually, Black Betty's was the uh, first club I ever went to when I turned 18. No shit. Because that was my uh, sister's favorite. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to take you to all the cool places. So I we went to Black Betty's and I already had three people trying to fight me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fuck this place. <laughs> the week after I went to Mojo's and just had so much more fun. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, this is my place. I'm never going back there. That's the thing about that area. Like it, it is... It is in the middle. It's it's in the thick of things, right? In terms of the North Beach yeah. nightlife. So yeah, really strange. Good yeah. good kebab place out the front, man. Oh yeah, over the road. Oh yeah, yeah. over the road. There's a good kebab place. Yeah, I um, may yeah. get a few drinks and a bit of yellow card. People go fucking ape shit, eh? Congrats on your upcoming gig as well. I just want to get the plugs out of the way at oh, the Record Bite. Thank you. So you play with Mount Mountain, correct? Right? Is that a launch of any sort or just a gig? Um, it should be our album launch. We should be getting the vinyl soon. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit of a couple of issues with it. Um, I think some of them got demolished on the shipping, um, but we're all getting new ones. And by the time the gig uh, actually rocks up, the vinyl should rock up as well. D- demolished how like what uh... um i'm not too sure it's just something to do with the shipping like maybe okay. just like they got crushed or something but um <laughs> they just got crushed pretty much yeah. that's all i heard and i was just started <laughs> laughing like yeah of course so that, uh that's april 10th uh saturday at the Recabite, Recabite. which is an amazing venue i we, love the Recabite. we saw yeah, um really... i saw hate rock there oh yeah time, and that was awesome nice because their sound just suited the the cavernous kind of hall type thing yeah um that the record bite has it just felt awesome plus that second level as well yeah um, are you playing that main that main room yeah playing yeah. the main room yeah and um room. we played there maybe a month or so ago for the highs and lows gig mm-hmm. and um yeah played with pond as well 
and that was um yeah first time being there as well so that was a lot of fun as well no shit. the thing that um just confused me was where the toilets were so you got to go to like five flights of stairs just <laughs> yeah. to go to the toilets yeah out down into the basement exactly <laughs> well it's even worth because uh the smoking area is up the top exactly yeah, the yeah. Top, and then you get to get from the smoking area down to the toilet and then back up yeah because when we played that was the first time you had to do the um like do the qr scan okay and um i had no idea about getting the app so everyone was trying to get the ad that night and you couldn't get it till like two days later because just everyone was trying to get it. Mm. So they didn't allow the the sheet at that time? Or was it? Was it... I think, the sh yeah, the sheet was there, but like I, I had no idea about any of it. Mm. And um, But luckily we got there early, so the bouncers already knew my face. So I was like, yeah, you can come on in again. Right, okay. So I, I didn't do anything. So mm. sorry, McGowan. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, they need to have the sheet yeah. as an option. Yeah. Yes, um, with the... the with the pen or the pencil that every single person touches and uses. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which they don't sanitize. <laughs> but uh, just just so you know, like it, it is illegal for them to refuse you based on not getting the app. So oh, okay, yeah, it, it's it's uh, written into law. But I don't want to go there. We, we, we're, we're not going, going there. We're, we're we not are going not there. going there. We're not going there. But that's just a, a thing that people don't realize is that there is a choice. Yeah. Um, and you can always request to use the um sign in sheet, but um. Anyway, uh, tickets available <laughs> via Megatix. Correct. Yes. How much uh, are tickets? Not too sure. Good to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. While we're on the plugs, and before we get uh, deep on it, sure. uh, Mission Control Podcast. Yes. Uh, YouTube, um, Spotify, mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Anchor, Google Podcasts. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us, Mission Control Podcast. Absolutely. Instagram, we're hitting up that stuff every now and then. Absolutely. Uh, just quickly as well, how was the shoot for Two Minds? Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Shot that down at um, Sam Eastcott's place down south. Mm -hmm. In the big shed? Yeah, just at his uh, dad's farm, really. Yeah. And um, yeah, had to put all the amps and gear on a pallet. And they got a forklift up to the other floor. <laughs> yeah. And um, that was a bit of an interesting one. You yeah. shot that on film? Uh, yeah, all on film. Eight millimeter? I think so, because yeah, Sam loves all that um, old school film stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah, we just filmed it on that, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, just filmed it around his dad's farm, really in the shed. That's next level, man. Because you can't really fuck around with film. Yeah, exactly. You don't have all day to piss around. Like, yeah. When you have an SD card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. Is that out yet? Or uh, yeah, it just came out a um, couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, already got a pretty good response about it, which is awesome. Nice. And um, you guys have good videos, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Because you, you like you have the vibe. Yeah. Hope so. That was a very awkward compliment. <laughs> by the way. But, <laughs> no, when I watch it, like there, there's a there's a vibe about it. Oh, thanks, man. And I, I like stuff that's a bit more washed out. Yeah. Rather than really crisp and HD. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, it's guys, always you just... guys have always had that. In your sound as well. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Um, any other gigs besides that one that you're looking forward to? Any solo stuff? You've got Nocturnal Trails as well. Um, I haven't got any solo stuff gigs coming up soon. I'm just currently recording some new stuff at the moment. So mm -hmm. hopefully release that within a couple of months. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's about it really. So nice. just Mount Mountain stuff and Nocturnal Fuck Trail yeah. stuff. A any gig now is, is don't take it for granted. It's, it's awesome. Exactly. To have like the fact that we can play... Or you can play like a venue like Record Byte. Yeah. In these sorts of times where, you know, most people can't even leave the house. It's insane. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah, well, they live in the wrong fucking place. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> now, now. West is best. West is best. Anyway. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I, look, you're, you, you're a fellow uh, 
movie enthusiast I've noticed. Correct. We've had a couple of movie enthusiasts here. Mm. We've had Travis Johnson, Tristan Fiddler. They're all like super movie buffs. And um, I'm not really, but I, I know what I like. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you know what you like as well. Exactly. Um, but uh, I love horror stuff. I love horror stuff as All, well. Always have loved it, um, especially psychological horror, um, paranormal sort of horror. Yep. Uh, John, you're not a fan of... Well, you you enjoy watching movies, but uh, you scare, uh, you have, scare easily? Have, have fun. I'm out. <laughs> I will, uh, I'll catch this episode later. Um, nah, yeah. I, nah, uh, I enjoy horrors, but I scare easily and just mm-hmm. some of the shit that I see is just... Uh, yeah, okay. Well, like, in particular, do you have something that really, really scares don't, you? Don't pick, mo- don't pick on me. No, I'm just asking. Because I hate horrors. <laughs> I'm just asking. Um, no. Throat slitting and needles. Okay. Just, just needles? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Needles and throat slit. It's weird, yeah, because I can watch um, horrific stuff like people getting shot. But if I see, like, a compound fracture or, like, a bone break, for me, it's bones breaking. Mm. I don't like like if I see an arm going the other way, I'm like, oh uh, that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's like horrendous. Protruding bones, but yeah, uh, protruding like bones and for things, things, yeah. things like that for me, I'm I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. I used to ride BMXs. I've seen injuries. I know what those sort of injuries are like. Yeah, but when someone comes up behind someone with a knife or just like <laughs> across the throat, nah, you're I'm done. Out, I'm done. <laughs> what was the first horror movie you remember really scaring you? Ooh, ooh. I think we we said it before and it sounds cheesy, but I think Blair Witch. Blair Witch, yeah. Blair Witch. Because we, I mean, what year did that come out? That was like... Early nine. 2000s. No, no, no. no late. No, that was like... Nine. 90, 98, 99? Around that time, I think. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yep. I, I think, think yeah. I mean, that. I can't remember how old I was back then, like thir- 13? I was still in high school. Yeah. yeah. It came out, yeah. But uh, like from, from what I re- can recall, that would have been the first real horror, horror movie that just... Uh, Made me hate horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was. Um, it was uh, the the fact that they made it on such a small budget that made it so highly impactful. Yeah, you know, and the you didn't have to see anything. You didn't have to see a demon or anything. It was just already scary. Just yeah. the the context of being out in the woods yeah. and um, not knowing what's happening. Yeah, and we were saying before the the whole sort of PR and marketing behind it and building. Mm-hmm. Making people think that it's real. Yeah. 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 I mean, I remember them putting up missing posters around. Oh, yeah. The remember premieres. That. Yeah. Man, yeah. That's next level marketing, you know. Exactly. <laughs> um, but for me, for me, I, I really like uh, particularly Japanese horror. Um, Southeast Asian horror, they do some good stuff as well. Some good stuff out of like Thailand, the Philippines, and Indonesia. They do horror as yeah. well. Yeah. A lot of good ones coming out of Indonesia yeah. at the moment. Just um, Joko Anwar stuff. Yep. He's so good. Just um have you seen Impedigore? No, I haven't seen Man, it. Man, that one's really good. Yeah. Just uh just classic Indonesian satanic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, yeah, the Southeast Asian culture, they they really like the spiritual aspect. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of um history with kind of black magic there, mm. but their own their own kind of um pagan stuff from their early tribes that were around there. Yeah. Yeah, which is interesting, but um, cool to see, like, even the, yeah, Western-style horror has, has their own flavor as well. Exactly. But they all kind of had the same kind of themes that that recur. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. 
not to be down on, I just realised I was wearing my sunnies that entire this entire time. <laughs> yeah. So so you don't have your prescription glasses. Yeah. Right? No, okay. I, I lost my prescription glasses, so I do have to wear sunnies so I can see. Okay. So, which is probably a good thing to take them off if we're going to be uh, watching shit because like yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't mind if you. But I'll, I'll be, yeah. I'll be having them on and off. I just realised that they were on the whole time. That's okay. Yeah, good man. So Johnny's not being rude. He's, he's not a crack dealer. He's just, ha- he happens <laughs> to not have his <laughs> original glass. <laughs> he's got um, the speed dealers on for that one. <laughs> so Ben and I thought we'd, we'd go through like some top five stuff. Yeah. Some top five horror movies. Um, hopefully you don't get too scared. We've queued up all the movies here. <laughs> <That sucks>. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll be fine. We'll hold your hand through it. Um, did you want? Did you want to go first? Oh, you can go first, man. I'll, I'll, I'll see first. what you got. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Um, so I've got five links up here. Okay, so a director that's always come up is James James Wan, who's uh, from Malaysia. Shout out! But I, I really love his style of um, horror and how it doesn't have to be traditionally jump scary to be scary. Exactly. And he uses sound design amazingly. Um, I'm not sure how many. James Wan's um, films that we've seen, um, but we're going to get into it in a second. But uh, the first one, though, is Insidious. Um, by the way, which none of these should spoil a movie too much. Oh, no, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, so we, we pick stuff that won't ruin the movie and we won't uh, kind of give away any of the endings, but these are pinnacle parts of the movie which, um, in my opinion, are the best jump scares, but they won't give away too much of the, the main main story, yeah. Um, <laughs> number one for me. Uh, uh, so one of five. Anyway, th- these are in no particular order for me. Anyway, all right, I'm, I'm clicking the first one. Alrighty. So uh, this one here, um, Insidious. So, um, thanks, oh, even Thank Everett. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll pause this one. Uh, so this, for those who haven't seen Insidious, you know what it's about, right? Yeah. 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 So about the the kid who falls into a coma. And the parents basically utilize astral projection in a way to try and get him out of the coma. Summon, summon him back to the earth. Yeah, yeah. And um, weird things start manifesting in the house, mm-hmm. I guess. So they, they realize basically that the child is haunted. And you, you, all, you always see movies about a particular place being haunted. Yeah. But the reason that James Wan's cool is he does that whole Asian thing of, no, the person themselves are they're haunted there's something mm. attached to them um and he does this in the conjuring as well but um this was one of the scenes that i think blew me away at just how unexpected it was yeah um and once again we see a daylight situation so it's not at night or anything yeah this yeah. is just a conversation at the dinner table but it just blew me away now for those who were just listening it's gonna suck this episode is going to suck, <laughs> but hopefully you have fun. But like, uh, we do recommend that you watch it, but uh, let's check it out. This is called The Face of Fire. Happening to Renee is real. I've seen it for myself. I came today because last night I had a dream about this place. I was in this house, but it was late at night. I was afraid. It's right, I have seen this movie before, so it's not going to scare me. We were just watching to see if there was going to be a good jump scare for you. (laughs) I knew I was asleep in the dream, but I could feel that 
someone was awake in the house. I went into Dalton's room. standing there in the corner. I asked it, who are you? And it said, it was a visitor. I said, what do you want? It said, Dalton. I can still hear that voice. I am done. That's all I wanted all was to see you fucking. <laughs> all right, we can pause it now. Oh. See, that's worse because I know that scene. I know that scene. And I knew it was happening. I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. I knew it was coming. But but, <sighs> but, but, but you see, the, the, this is why I find James so genius is that he, just like a good joke or a good comedian, the, the punchline is not where you think it would be. Exactly. So you're waiting. You're waiting for the, the scene in the room with the boy to be the scene. And then it's not. It's in front of you while she's telling the story. Exactly. And then it just pops out. Just the timing of it is perfect. Mm. It's so it's so um, you know unorthodox. You know when it comes to horror, and I love that off kilter timing. But I'm holy just, shit, you, you, you okay? Jumped out of your right? <laughs> I'm, I'm just laughing at the screenshot of the devil behind me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, um, pe- people. Were, well, it's weird because some people when they when they encounter something scary like that, they their first instinct is to like laugh yeah and i've seen some people look at scary stuff and they laugh um and i don't know they, they're calling him like darth maul and things like that that was like a joke but well so yeah the, so the other thing so firstly I, I went as that character as halloween last year really i, I dress up that everyone actually thought i was darth maul I'm like you're an idiot um <laughs> but like watching it then the thing that like I knew that that scene was going to happen. I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. But what got me was that audio. Yeah, yes. was just it's this droning drone. But then right before this sort of like clickety clickety, mm-hmm. there was just something about it. Like I don't know. Like... It it it, <laughs> it really is uh, the the sound design as well. Yeah, and I've noticed um, with uh, James's movies is that he uses subs really well. Yeah, he like in the cinema. If you watch that, you actually do feel a rumble like the. There's no tone to it. It's literally a sub just going and just vibrating. Exactly. It's just the bass coming through. The bass coming through. And you just feel it straight away. It's fucking insane, man. <laughs> That's how good is that? You okay, Johnny? You okay? <laughs> uh, and that's the first one. That's, that's the, the first, first one. one. We're going to move on We're to gonna... the next one, which is also uh, uh, another James movie. Shout out, James. This is all just going to be about James. <laughs> Let's face it. <laughs> Um, so this should be out, um, on Netflix. Is it still out on Netflix? The Conjuring I think is my is. next one. I yeah. think it's either on, on Netflix or Stan, one of those two. Right. Okay. But, um, yeah. 
Um, so The Conjuring is based in that area. It's actually based on a real family, mm. yeah, which then spawned the Annabelle series. And that, that doll, by the way, is real. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't exist the way it is in the movies. Yeah, it's like... It's, it's, a, it's a raggedy ant. Yeah. 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 Kind of looks like Jen Psaki, the new... <laughs> the new... Uh, the press secretary <laughs> for Biden. Anyway, um, <laughs> but... <laughs> It uh it does again follow like an attachment of a demon to a family. Yeah. Um, not the house. I, I well, it transfers onto the family who move into the house. Yeah. Um, but the Conjuring is set in the late seventies. Around that I time, believe. yeah. Yeah. It's set it's in Boston, is it? Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Connecticut, Boston. You know, we've had Brian on from Connecticut. That has a long history of paranormal stuff because of the Salem witch trials yeah. and stuff like that that happened around there. Um, and the Amityville Horror series is also based around Connecticut. Yeah, around that area. Yeah. So that's a, a really famous area for witchy sort of stuff. Um, but um, So this is the, once again, this doesn't spoil anything, but this is the, the demon appearing uh, in front of the children. And I just want to set the scene as well. I saw this movie alone in the cinema. It was like a Tuesday. You know the Cheap Tuesday? Uh, oh, the Tidus Tuesdays. Tidus Tuesdays. Like, remember Tuesdays used to have cheap movies? Um, and uh, no one else was there. It was like a 9.30 p.m. screening. No one else was there. You're crazy. I, well, I didn't think it would be scary. Mm. It was like just, okay, uh, The Conjuring's next um, all right, that's the only movie. Okay, I've got like an hour to kill. I'll, I'll watch that. Yeah. Um, my dad used to be a security guard, so I've got 50 cent movie tickets at Hoyt's. Anyway, um, so I was watching this alone, and this scene, I screamed out loud, and there was no, no staff, no other people to share the moment with. It was just me alone in a cold cinema, and this is what I fucking saw. I don't know this if bit. I want to, See, I don't know if I want to watch it. <laughs> well, you don't have to watch because it. You can play it. You do know that the, yeah. when I watched this movie, you and Mike had to sit me down at your house in the middle of the day to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we did. On and the I've, I've mentally blocked out this movie and now I have to watch it again. All right, here All right. we go. Here we go. Beautifully filmed. Yeah. Color grading, everything's fucking perfect. Good old James Lyon.
It's, it's terrifying, isn't it? The lead up to that. Are you all right? <laughs> it's good, right? It's good. It's good, right? All right. I so, think. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story. Okay. <laughs> okay. Story time. <laughs> Hang on. Let me calm down. <laughs> uh, I was at the at the cinema watching a movie uh, with an ex. I can't remember what movie it was. It was like a Marvel movie. But they had the trailer for The Conjuring 2. And the trailer, during the trailer, I jumped like that. And Sony, all these people turned around during a fucking trailer for a movie. And I'm fucking jumping out of the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now, do, do you remember that scene? No. Well, Did no you? Yeah, I, do, I do actually remember the scene, but... That scene, yeah. I don't know why that scene in particular really got to me mm. once again i think it's that off kilter timing where you expect the opening of the closet to be the scare exactly you expect something to come out of it exactly but then Nothing. all of a sudden it's on top sitting on yeah top. And, and then it, it gives you that that side and just hook, that quick you know. zoom in as well and then mm -hmm. once it gets that sound design yeah quick zoom in it's gonna make you jump and the ear piercing scream yeah that cradle of filth like <laughs> that <laughs> And it, the very um, exorcist kind of face. Yeah. You know, that, that, you know, kind of melted kind of face. Yeah. A bit like very pale, black yeah. eyes kind of face. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But mind you, the, it, it takes an hour to get to that bit, which I also Oh, love. yeah. Yeah. It's right in the middle of the movie, yeah. Uh, so what bass guitars do you play? <laughs> what, what kind of basses do you have? What basses do you have? <laughs> what do you play, Ben? <laughs> That's a real question. Just anything to take the topic off. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Yeah. You good? Yeah. You good? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I can just see the highlight reel for this episode. <laughs> just you being scared. Um, okay, so the, the these aren't too bad. They're not too Trump scary. Uh, the next one is... The third one down, I think. Um, it was a movie called Wreck. Which was a Spanish movie. Have you seen? Rick? I've seen Wreck. I haven't seen it in quite a while, but I remember seeing it and thinking, man, that was really cool. Because, mm. um, yeah, I'm a big fan of found footage movies as well. Mm -hmm. So having just another found footage movie that's actually pretty exceptional is mm -hmm. always good. Yeah. Um, so now we're moving into the less paranormal stuff, but into the, the virus outbreak mm. zombie type stuff, which is... Have you seen Train to Busan? Yes, I just watched that again for like probably the fifth time. Yeah, and it's still one of the best zombie movies out. Yeah, it's definitely. so good, especially the um the the environment and the setting. Yeah, is so so different. Yeah, and I love the how they sort of put that um like if you cover something up and the zombies can't see you, then they'll stop chasing you. Mm -hmm. I've never seen that in a zombie movie before, so I thought yeah. that was really cool. Yeah, um, so this one's called Wreck, which is. Spelt R E C as in record, um, and it was a Spanish found footage horror film. Um, and there was a American remake called Quarantine. Mm. Yeah, it, that's a buzzword nowadays. <laughs> um, which I think they they tried to to remake it. I think it was better just left as. I always love the the foreign version. Yeah, better. if you just something just about, leave it, it's going to be way better. Yeah, and there was something about the the urgency of hearing 
people screaming in Spanish that was so different. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I find reading subtitles sometimes scarier because mm. there's something blunt about the script when you're just reading it. Exactly. You'll, you'll see in a sec, but yeah. um, basically a hotel gets locked down due to suspicious activity, but they find that there was a viral outbreak in the hotel that is it's kind of giving people that same rage sort of effect as 28 Days Later. Mm. So the zombies aren't like slow uh, kind of zombies. They're more... The runners. The run. Yeah, the, the ones that sprint at you. Yeah. Um, so I think this clip is near the end, but it doesn't give away much because like the whole thing is kind of found footage Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if this one's going to be good, but <laughs> if you maybe start it, maybe start from like the middle. Oh, <laughs> all right. Now <laughs> just forward to the middle. Yeah, click on that one and forward to the middle. And uh, yeah, forward to the middle. You'll see what I mean about the Spanish. It's yeah, just so fucking well acted. Feels like it's, it's got a very Blair Witchy feel. Yeah, it's very found footage. So this is a reporter that's come into this hotel. She's trying to report. <laughs> I didn't think that was happening. Espera. Voy a mirar. No, Pablo, no. Estamos en el ático, Ángel. Puede que haya una salida por arriba. Tenemos que intentarlo. ¿Qué vas a hacer? ¿Qué vas a hacer? Voy a sumar la cámara y grabaré lo que haya. That's a jump scare bit, but the next bit is more vibey, more vibey. Don't worry. Tranquila, tranquila, no te muevas. Voy a poner la visión nocturna. Vale, vale. Ya está, puedo verte. Ya está. A ver, extiende la mano, pero ¿dónde estás? Voy a avanzar hacia ti, ¿eh? Vale, te tengo. Tranquila, tranquila, soy yo, soy yo. Ángela, yo puedo ver. Puedo ver a través de la cámara. A ver, ponte detrás de mí, no te sueltes, ¿eh? Cógete fuerte. No, no pasará nada, vamos a salir de aquí. Vamos a salir de aquí por mis cojones. Ahora voy a buscar una salida. Ponte detrás. Sobre todo no me sueltes, ¿eh? Quieta. Heavy breathing as well. That's what gets you. Yeah. 
We can even pause it there if you want. Yep, thank you very much. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to go anymore with that because it does hide in that room exactly. with, with the creature. But um, yeah, I mean, fair enough, there were some jump scares there, but the vibe of the silence of having to hide. Exactly. Is, the expectation of it mm -hmm. is what builds up to it. Exactly. So you're just waiting to see something that happens. And then when that little kid jumps out... Mm -hmm. Absolutely jump scare, but then as they're waiting and seeing that other creature, it's just like, okay, what is really going to happen right now? Exactly, yeah. And they just introduce the the final that final creature really slow. It's just milling about. It's not interacting with them. It's just hanging out in the room. Yeah. And it's in its like kind of dormant state, and just just the silence and the 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 watching and the waiting. It's um and plus, do you see what I mean now about when it's in Spanish and they're screaming? It has. I don't know if that's weird to say. <laughs> You're right. What I was going to say. Did you like the, the effect of that thing? How it was no special effects. It was just like. All practical. Yeah. All practical. Yeah. See, I was going to say what makes watching movies like this easier for me are subtitles. Because I hate, I hate subtitles in movies because mm -hmm. my focus gets diverted because I'm trying to read the subtitles. So I miss everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. Fuck off. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> Uh, have you seen um, this movie that came out last year called The Host? The Host? No, I've heard people say talk about that. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. real that's a really good found footage movie. It got made during quarantine, and when the filmmaker had the idea, he was actually doing a Zoom call with all his friends, and he was planning this for weeks. And he's like, for weeks, he's saying like, I'm hearing like a weird noise up in the attic, and he just kept saying that like every couple of days. And then he had a big Zoom meeting with like twelve people on. And he's just saying, like, can you hear that in the attic? What is that? And he's like, i got to go check it out. So he brings his laptop with him, goes up into the attic, and then he cuts into that scene with the little boy scaring. Yeah. And everyone in the Zoom just, like, freaked out. <laughs> and that was pretty much his test to make sure that, yeah, okay, this is going to work. And pretty much from that, he made the that movie host, which is yeah, really good. No shit. Yeah. yeah. There, there, there have been a few movies surrounding, uh, like, uh, webcam calls. Yeah. Like, something happens during the call or... You know a murder happens or yeah. things like that or just you know the the idea of technology and people you know virtual calling each other exactly and something happening during then and there have been real stuff that has happened to even like twitch streamers yeah where people have shot the fucking house like in the drive-by yeah exactly and real stuff happens or, or like an intruder steals some shit while yeah. it's twitch streaming but well that yeah there was another one that came out last year called spree mm. um who's got joe carey from stranger things Yep. And it's like the same thing. He's just an Uber driver with a Twitch stream and he basically just kills his passengers who are assholes to him and he's only doing it for more likes and for more followers. Yep. That's the only reason he's doing it. That's crazy. That's <laughs> black mirror shit. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna say something? Uh, you right? Catching your breath? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, was I kind of feel bad now. I was, I was thinking back to yep. um, one movie that 
I watched uh, that I refused to watch all the others, the Paranormal Activity. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching that scene and there's just bits in that that first movie which is just... Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. See, that that one, they that was more like a, a webcam type thing as well. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. A surveillance type thing, yeah. You ever seen one called White Noise? White Noise. Where they use EVP, like they, they use the... You know that whole idea that you can... Um, use a radio to tune into voices and how paranormal activity can sometimes manifest through radio signals and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was basically that. Okay. Exploring that. Yeah. Um, You're right. You want to move on? (laughs) Next one. We're we're nearly there. Uh, No, this is smooth sailing from here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Said that last one. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, That's what you said last time. I know. Uh, This for me is, Oh, 28 days later, yeah. 28 days later is, yeah, just um, once again, another virus, but made from monkeys. <laughs> you stupid monkeys. Um, and this is like what? Like a rage virus. Yeah. Yeah. Similar to Wreck, but yeah, the, these zombies aren't slow. They run at you mm. and things like that. But Killian Murphy is fucking awesome. Oh, he's so good in this movie. And the way towards the end that he, he turns animalistic himself yeah. in order to to you know have the strength to to get out and the scenes where they filmed it in london with like no one on the bridge mm. no one anywhere yeah like yep. the whole story behind that's insane that they just went out pretty much like between five and six in the morning because they knew commuters wouldn't be there yeah and they even like had a few like cops just blocking off the road just so they could film that one scene quickly mm. and just like just Danny Boyle doing that himself. It's just yeah. so good. Yeah, there was no CGI involved in the empty city. Yeah. So they actually, it was also made easier because it was daylight savings. Exactly. And so they had even more hours to, to film. But yeah, there was really nobody on the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So oh, for me, this scene is the church scene. It's really early on, but it has an awesome guitar riff which you'll know when you hear it. Like, that's the, the quintessential 28 Days Later yeah. guitar riff. But the way it just cuts out and how they turn and look at him when he asks, um, when he makes a noise. Yeah. This is, the, this is like one of the more un- underrated scenes, I think. Exactly. It's not really that scary, but... Um, okay. Alrighty. Let's yeah. roll it. May contain spoilers. It doesn't. Hello? 
butter. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. There's a little jump on that one. There was a little jump. It was the the silence and the guitar riff and the every all the bodies were just static, and then you just see the turn exactly of the people. Yeah, and that was your first introduction to one of the infected. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, which was the priest. But um, one of the first albums I bought was the nice. Oh, sorry, let me say it again. One of the first soundtrack albums that I bought was this one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so Amazing. good. Amazing. And no. just, it's kind of post-rocky. Yeah, because it had a, a Godspeed You Black Emperor song on there. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it wasn't on the official soundtrack, was it? Not sure, because it, they had the, the soundtrack score. Yeah. Which was all that, which was um, part of the soundtrack. But then they had the, like, tracks from, yeah, yeah. from bands that was the soundtrack as well. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think they used the Godspeed in the actual movie. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, it had a sequel, but I, I don't think I watched the sequel. The sequel's okay. Yeah. But, you know, like many sequels, it's just okay. <laughs> they, like yeah. The, yeah there's only a few good sequels and like remakes out there yeah like probably one of the best ones which i've had discussion with so many times is um i prefer terminator 2 over terminator same here now, i'm not, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, that it's better yeah, yeah, i just okay, prefer yeah, it yeah yeah and the three reasons are sarah connor she's all jacked doing bloody chin-ups on a bloody upside bed mm-hmm. and you got the t-1000 you can just melt which is awesome and then Eddie fucking Furlong. Eddie, Eddie Furlong <laughs> hacking into ATMs with his old laptop. Easy money. Easy, easy, easy money. <laughs> what are you, some kind of psycho? She's not my mother, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Your foster parents are dead. <laughs> oh, what a great movie. That was. I used to watch that religiously mm. um, on VHS. Just over and over. I wanted to be Edward Furlong. Oh, dude. I wanted to have a Terminator. Get the public enemy <laughs> shit? Yes. <laughs> All the denim and the, the mullets. Yeah. <laughs> Just that really long emo fringe. <laughs> um, final, final one final is one. a Stephen King nice. um, movie of a novel that he wrote. Um, I have been a big fan of a lot of Stephen King movies, including the, the Langoliers is one that we always bring up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The the time eating Langoliers. Yeah. And Balky's in there from Perfect Strangers. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just love the um how he can just pick a a pretense or a concept mm. and just write it out and stick to it. Um believe it or not, the stand is about um a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> it never hit me <laughs> that the stand is actually about a pandemic about a weaponized strain of influenza that kills like pretty much the entire population yeah right and then within the survivors there's this kind of battle between good and evil um but 
there's a character called Mother Abigail. I always remember this scene as a kid where the devil shows up in front of Mother Abigail yep. and tries to, I guess, um, inject fear into her. But she sings a gospel song and basically prays him away. But I just fi- I found this scene stuck in my mind for years as a kid. Um, it should only be a, about a minute. Yeah, I love this scene. All right. The stand. All right. Okay. Here we go. What a friend we have in Jesus. <laughs> I got the law to protect me. I ain't scared of the likes of you. I think you lie, old man. Get thee in, slow spirit. Turn them away if they come, mother. Take my advice. Turn them away. What a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, how sin Your blood is in my fists, mother. Fucking amazing scene. I know, I'm still waiting for a jump scene. <laughs> <laughs> if it's your will to bring him on, God, better do it before I lose my guts. Before I lose my guts? <laughs> Best so fucking good. scene. I really love that scene. Hey, they, the devil only can be allowed in if you allow it in. Hey, who, I, I fucking love that scene. Who would have thought the devil had a mullet and a denim jacket, eh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> low voice uh, I, yeah I don't know why something about that scene just struck me oh it's just how simple it exactly. is like you've got a good I know it's a, a trope or whatever yeah the good and evil exactly and, 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 and a standoff and know? Stephen King alone like anything he builds out you know it's going to be terrifying yeah except for um, the one movie he did direct Maximum <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, it's um, pretty much just like possessed trucks and ACDC plane that's all it he uh, apparently he just wrote it in like a couple of days, just doing a bunch of cocaine. Possessed, wrote possessed it, truck. yeah. <laughs> With um, old uh, Emilio Estevez in it. Oh no shit! And um, yeah, apparently yeah, Stephen King just took a bunch of cocaine, wrote it, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'll direct it, I'll direct it. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think it's his only thing he's ever directed. <laughs> oh shit! Um, yeah, it makes me. I, admittedly, though, I haven't really uh, read any of his stuff. Mm. Yeah, I've only seen movies, so. Yeah. Um, I need to go to the bathroom. Okay, you oh, better yeah. you better go to the bathroom. Do you want to have a break before we do part two, oh, or do you want to keep going? We can keep going. You up, keep going. Up to, up to you guys. Yeah, yeah. So, um, who's going to come with me? <laughs> <laughs> Just go. We'll keep. We'll cut this out uh, if it sucks. Um. <laughs> so what else has been happening, man? 
Ah, uh, not much I really, man. How, how, like, I, I, ask, I ask every guest that comes on, mm. and it's a bit of a trope as well, but how was your 2020? Did you uh, stay healthy? Were you okay? Did you... Yeah, 2020 yeah. was good, man. It was good for you? Um, yeah. yeah, pretty much got um, well, got the solo stuff all started anyway. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, still doing stuff with Mount Mountain. We had a work got pushed back a little bit, but, um, you know, yep. that was bound to happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, besides that, man, it was all good for me. How yeah. about yourself? Uh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I just worked, kept my head down. Um, I'm just enjoying having balance at the moment. Yeah. You know, because I'm just one of those people that... Um, if I get into something, I obsess over it. Mm. So, and I realized that I was that way with bands for like 10, 15 years. Yeah. Like I never gave myself a break. Mm. Um, you were just constantly going. Yeah. Constantly going and ruining my hearing, my lungs, my liver. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does, it chips away at you, like not to sound negative, but yeah. if, if you're not grounding yourself and balancing yourself. You can just get burnt out so hard. I just, yeah. I, and that's how I, it was, I was kind of stubborn that way. It was kind of that, yeah. that way or or you know or nothing else yeah um you know i felt that was i kind of only have an on and off switch when it comes to stuff like that so yeah. I've, I've been learning to just like just be happy just like um just take your breath take one day breath. at a time yeah i've been you know working out a lot and trying to that's awesome man you know i gotta ask you healthy, yeah with that insidious clip mm. are you now scared of tiny tim <laughs> <laughs> i uh, to be honest i did not i was not very familiar with tiny tim until that I looked up what that track was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, now that you've shown him with clown face on, that changes the game a bit. For a lot of people who don't know, in 1987, there was a movie called Blood Harvest yeah. where Tiny Tim played a killer clown. No shit. And um, if you just look up the poster alone, it will scare you. Because <laughs> same thing with my sister. Ever since she saw Insidious mm -hmm. and that one scene where Tiny Tim's playing, and the little newspaper boy is dancing along. Yep. She cannot listen to that song anymore. She's mm -hmm. just like, fuck Tiny Tim. Right? The, uh, fuck him. Well, what was tiptoe, tiptoe through the tulips. Tulips, yeah. Song, yeah. What was that? The Again? The, the poster? The movie? Uh, Blood Harvest. Blood Harvest. Yeah, that's the one with Tiny Tim as a yeah. clown. It kind of looks Jokerish in a way. A little bit. A little bit comic booky Jokerish. Mm. Yeah, that's frightening. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy to think how big Tiny Tim actually was just for like that one song. Why does it remind me of Weird Al Yankovic? Wait, what? I, I, hang on, what? What's the story here? That song, "The Tiptoe Through the Tulips,", Tulips. yeah, is sung by Tiny Tim, and and that's that's also Tiny, Tiny Tim. Tim playing a clown, a clown killer, clown killer. Yep. Holy shit! <laughs> Why? Why is it only now scary to you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because you realize the context of a tiny sim? Johnny's on another planet. Yeah. And, and, that, and, and that song. Yeah. 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 He, he actually sung like that? Yeah, yeah. Live, like in, in that falsetto? Yeah, yeah. There's actually performances he did on TV. Because he's quite good technically. Yeah, yeah. He's like an op almost operatic. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And like, yeah, he was good friends with uh, Frank Zappa as well. Yeah. So right, okay. imagine Tiny Tim and Frank Zappa just hanging out with the GTOs. That would be one wild party. <laughs> are you are you getting that Weird Al vibe, or is that just me? A little bit. It maybe just because of the hair the and hair. like the instrument choice, possibly, and the goofy smile. Yeah, he I, does look like a very scary individual. Yeah. No. 
And that's the guy that sings that tiptoe through, through the, the window, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was good for something. <laughs> Do you want to do yours, Ben? Yeah, no worries. Yeah, because I found out about blood harvest from this company in America called uh, Vinegar Syndrome. Right. And they just find these, like, really rare horror movies that, like, they made and they just got pushed to the back of the wardrobe, which no one no one even knew about. And they just found these distribution for it. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we can put it out. They just had to get the rights for it, which was easy because, like, you know, it was the first time director, writer. And he was just like, yeah, just take it, get out of my house. And pretty much, they just released all these insane horror movies that like are so rare these days. Yeah, yeah, th- things are getting super clean now. Yeah, no, ho- horror isn't really. I mean, th- there's good shit. That yeah, yeah. Bother right. me. That doesn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got some good um, uh, picks for your top five, which are quite contemporary. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, there's no jump scares. Yeah, a, l- yeah. a lot of but the choices I-, I got are more shock value. Yeah, I, I do know that there is one very cringy clip in there that's going to make me uh, <laughs> go cold. But uh, where where do we start? Um, we where can, should we start? Uh, with these, you can. We we'll can pick start your... with. Let's go the train massacre one. So oh, the one at the bottom. Okay. So this is from a movie called Suicide Club, which was directed by Sion Sono. Right. And Suicide Club. Yeah, he's one of the. Um, yeah, he's one of the most like biggest cult director in japan and he's his like filmography is insane it just keeps going down and down and down right and one of his newest movies is called prisoner in ghostland which he did with nicholas cage so i'm very excited to see that one so he him nicholas cage in a japanese directed movie yeah man holy fuck right so suicide club this was 2001 i believe so okay so yep. the whole plot of suicide club is um, a bunch of high schools just commit suicide from an influence from a pop band. And only like the high school teenagers can understand. So once they realize the code, they can text it through and then they have to go to a website where they can kind of like log in and they pretty much just get brainwashed into killing themselves from pop music. And pretty much no shit. this, I try to choose one that was a, like you kind of get the point, <laughs> yeah. but this is still one of the most more mild scenes right. from the movie. So, so the, it, is it like sublim? The the music is subliminally telling them to do it, kind of. Sort of. It's just like it's hard to describe. So once you you listen to the music, you realize that there's a code going on that you get with a band that's which is called Dessert. Right. And so once you realize like what the code is to go through you basically get put into a initiation in the into a group Mm. which they have to carve a bit of skin off which if you have a birthmark or a tattoo or a mole they have to carve it off there's a rectangle of skin they sew together to another bit of skin and it just creates this giant ball of skin which the cops find at the crime scenes every time and they realize that there's upwards of 400 skin rectangles in this one ball jesus yeah that's and they're called cyber suicides or something yeah something like that and then they found find out that they're actually murders yeah yeah because this is one of the first like horror movies to really like dive into that whole internet conspiracy world of it as well yeah kind of dark webby yeah yeah exactly right right cool 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 all righty let's give it a shot (laughs) 
Oh no. Oh no. So that bot, that bag there, that's the one that has the roller skin in it. The roller skin. The so bottom, yeah. So they've already carved it off them, and that's the evidence they're leaving. That is that's <laughs> that's kind of fucking bone chilling, <laughs> because I I am really into like this whole uh, mass hypnosis mind control type thing. Yeah. And um, it is a very real thing that cults have. Yeah, exactly. It, they really do have power over people. To the point where they will gladly kill themselves, you know, once they're under the influence of that, that yeah. mind control, you know? Exactly. That's fucking... The counting and the joyful music is what... The soundtrack alone yeah. is... That like, is, yeah. makes it more just twisted. <laughs> but I all... There's something weird about that. Like, I can almost see that happening in real life yeah. one day. Like, 30 kids just <laughs> decide to jump out. Well, that's the thing in the movie as well. So... With that scene, there was 54 kids who committed suicide. So each next group is trying to one-up them. Uh, yeah, okay. So they're trying to compete for who's more loyal exactly. to the, to so the cause. Exactly. So they're trying to say, no, we're the suicide club. No, we're the suicide club. No. Which then, in turn, makes more pe gets them more victims. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's fucking twisted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Why, Ben? Why? <laughs> oh, my God. What should we do next? Holy shit. I don't know um, where we can go from that. 54 kids killing. <laughs> can, can, can we get this one out of the way? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, not just no, yet. No, no, just no, 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 we're going to build up to that one. Um, <laughs> next one, uh, we'll go, let's do the sunken place. Okay. So the second one, up. yep. So this is a scene from Get Out, which came out a few years ago, which I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that it's a Jordan Peele movie as well, like the other guy from Key and Peele. Key and Peele, yeah. Made this yeah. movie. It's just like, what the actual yeah. fuck? This See, they, they filled in for Chappelle, right? Yeah, yeah, they pretty much. Yeah, but I was already a fan of uh, Key and Peele yeah. from, from way back. And they're, they're just fucking funny, and funny dudes, man. I remember seeing them on, when they were both on Mad TV as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's how they got their start. That's the, where I've seen this guy before. Totally. Yeah, okay. And the, the key, what is it, the, the, the coach? I remember, was it, uh, was it Ke Keegan that played the coach in Mad TV that kept pulling his pants up? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he's always trying to. He's always threatening to uh, beat yeah, up students. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would always like yell at the students. Like, exactly, like, an, at, like an assembly yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Okay. Can I admit something? Yep. I haven't seen this movie. Really? I know. Man. I know I've got to see it. Um. But I know I know the themes that it has and things like yeah. that. Yeah. And, and the sunken place. Um. And how it explores that stuff. But yeah. Yeah. I I know it was a 
beautifully directed. Yeah. Exactly. So what about this scene is good for you? What I love about this scene is it's just something you don't expect. Like the whole movie, there's like really small undertones that you've kind of got to watch two, three more times to actually understand. Mm -hmm. But this, when I first saw this, I was just like, holy shit, I've never actually seen something like this before. Yeah. And the fact that it's like not a lot of CGI because is what I love. The whole movie does like barely any CGI. Right. So all practical effects and it's just a really good like psychological kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what I love about it. Yeah. You know, some people say Kanye is in the sunken place. <laughs> Probably is. Because <laughs> of Kim. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but let's have a all let's right. have a let's have a squiz. I'm kind of I know this is gonna be intense already. I know this scene already. Thought that if I did make it real. Hmm. Oh. You're so scared. You think it was your fault? How do you feel now? I can't move. You can't move. Why can't I move? paralyzed just like that day when you did nothing you did nothing now sink into the floor wait 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 wait, wait. sink Now you're in the sunken place. That's fucking deep. Yeah, That's man. Fucking, deep. <laughs> That's fucking deep shit. You know, I've I've had sleep paralysis before, mm -hmm. and it it kind of feels like that. Exactly, where things pan out. And you look down at your body and you can't move. Just complete and, tunnel vision. And things just look like a little square in front of you. Yeah. And things are happening, but you're not quite comprehending. And you just in that, that's the only way to describe it. A exactly. Weird, a sunken place. Yeah. Like another, a kind of like another realm. Yeah. That you've, you're, another lens that you're viewing reality through. It's fucking insane. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything for you. Okay. Okay. This is one of those movies, the less you know, the better it is. Yeah. But um, yeah, I thought I'd put that scene in for now. So um, you might get 
a bit excited to go see it now. <laughs> I, I definitely have to see that now. Um, beautifully fucking shot. Exactly. Man. I was going to say the, just the little square. Yeah, yeah, but even just like the the way that he was just sitting there with like tears coming out of his eyes, just like uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Because that bit when the one tear comes down, that was all him. He could actually do that. He can make one tear come down and then the other one. And he apparently he did that in his audition. They're like, oh. Oh, we need you to cry for this scene. Can you do one tear? And he's like, yeah. He just did it straight away. And like, okay, you hide. That's a hard skill, that the crocodile tear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they can force the tear out. Yeah. Oh my god, just the little. Okay, it's probably getting too deep, but I've been super high on edibles before, and it's the the same kind of thing where you you pan out and you you see things through a little screen, but you don't really feel yourself. Going yeah. Through it, don't you? Um, but holy fuck, I. Okay, I don't want to ask you any more questions because it's going to give away what's <laughs> happening. But yeah, I, it's, I, I'd, I'd watch that. I'd watch mm. that. Oh, yeah, get it. Because it, it touches on other stuff as well. Cult, yeah. Cultural mm. stuff. And, exactly. And things like that, yeah. But can I just ask, is she doing, has she put something on him? Like pulled him into a place? Or? Well, the cup? Is that, yeah. Hi- hypnotized. Hypnotized. Oh, so, so he, yeah, okay. So that's kind of. So that plays uh, a bit of a part in the movie. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's one of those things that you watch it the first time. And you kind of realize, okay, this is going, this is going on. Then you watch it another time and you'll notice like the little, just little bits of it that are like, okay, that's fucking deep as well. Right. Yeah. And because like, you know, Jordan Peele, he's um, with this one and his other movie, Us, um, he's done a lot of stuff with race relations as well, mm. which is really, really good, which you rarely see in a lot of horror movies. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So once you notice those little subtle stuff, then you're just like, okay, that's really good. Yeah, because I think he spent like seven years writing this movie, mm-hmm. and he was just trying to get every little increment done, and yeah, it came out perfect. Because you don't, I'm just yeah, I'm just going to be like flat out about it. You don't see a lot of like popular black horror, exactly. Like African Americans doing stuff about their context and bringing that into horror, exactly about how they feel in certain social situations and all that, and how that can be portrayed in the movie. Yeah, I'm, I gotta watch that. Gotta watch it because, like, when that first comes out, it was like all the exploitation movies, right? With like Blackula and stuff like that, and mm. that's pretty much all they had was just yeah. these random exploitation movies, yeah. And so, with Get Out, it was just a breath of fresh air. Whereas, like, okay, this is actually a really good horror movie, it's really written really good, mm-hmm. it's directed awesome, cinematography is awesome, sound, actors, everything about it. The string, the orchestral bit, as yeah, he, as he was falling, yeah. and just the silence that was fucking awesome. Ooh, okay. do you want to pick another one from the wheel? Um, all right, let's get the one Johnny wants out of the way first. <laughs> yeah, we go, baby. Back to James Wan. Good old James. Uh, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but... <laughs> just... You're an anti you just You're not anti-vax, you just hate needles, right? <laughs> just fucking hate <laughs> Um, Are we going to... Do you want to lead up? This is lead Saw. Lead lead um, so Saw? this is from Saw 2. Yeah. Um... The first three Saw movies, I absolutely love because it was the same thing. It was when the first Saw came out, it was just something new and exciting, which a lot of people didn't see before. Mm-hmm. So to actually have a movie like that come out with like pretty much two Australians mm. just making this movie, it was just like, what the actual fuck is going on? Yep. And it was the same with Blair Witch and Paranormal Activity when they were new movies that came out, which someone just took a chance on and they just exploded. And then, of course, every bloody movie company wanted to make their own Blair Witch, their own mm-hmm. Saw, their own yeah. like paranormal activity, and just completely failed. It was horrible. Mm. 
and but yeah with these ones you know it was the start of what they called torture porn so i chose this one because i just thought it was the most brutal one mm. so it's the most subtle thing that like you know everyone could be scared of but they actually did it in a movie is what's so fucked yeah. up about and it's actually like one of the least gory exactly ones out of all the swords exactly it doesn't need any blood or any heads exploding or just anything. the actual action just, of it is what's scary exactly yeah so just the the unveiling that's just about to happen is like when you realize what's happening it's like oh get fucked yeah we do not need to be a part of this yeah. all right strap yourselves all in right. this is saw two <laughs> it will be like finding a needle in a haystack. <laughs> Let the game begin. Somebody's going in. Somebody's fucking going in. No, 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 no! What the fuck did you do? Just the shrieking, just the, the oh. <laughs> oh my god! And the fact that there's a timer as well, yeah, is like so fucked up. <laughs> and the fact it's all being filmed, some guys just sitting there watching that, and jerking off. It's just, oh, oh, just funny. But to yeah. think, like, to the point where she's like, "Yeah, fuck it," and just like. Digging and just, just like swimming through it. Like, did, did she get it? Did yeah, she, she got it. it. The, she got it. the blue one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when she put it up, that's the guy who went to the door. Yeah. One second too late. But she so that's she kind of didn't get it in time, in a way. In a way, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was that one little needle with a key that was like neon blue. Yeah. So she had just had to find that one in, I'd say, what, a 
thousand, two thousand needles. <laughs> use <laughs> use STD needles. Uh, what type of needles? If they were full of morphine, that would have been an awesome time. <laughs> but it's just so crazy to think the guy who wrote this is now the guy who directed Aquaman. <laughs> 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 so to go from some of the most gory, horrific stuff in the world yeah. to the Fast and Furious, bloody mm. Jason Momoa with a trident. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he. I hope he comes back to horror. Do you think? He'll I, I think back? he's got a new one coming out. Yeah, which is um, oh, what kind of? It's like um, I think it's going to be like more of like an exploitation kind of thing. Right. But um, I've I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So yeah, I've already got like a giant list of movies coming out this year that I'm waiting to see. Right. So I'm looking forward to seeing all of them. See, I got to do that. I got to get a list and actually follow through on it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what? Which one should we should we do one more? Um, yeah. So I think I got two more. Two more? Two so more, yeah. the next one I'll do. We can either do the shower or the butthead scene. Okay. Um, I want to know what this butthead thing is. Okay, we gotta do the butthead. Butthead. So yeah. this is from a movie from 1989 called Society, and it was directed by Brian Usner, and um, it's a movie that's been called. Oh, it's got a weird name. It's like the best movie you've never seen. So right. this is one of those movies where it was the same thing. It kind of got, just got pushed to the back. It only had a limited run, but it's got this giant cult following now. And it's part of a subgenre called body horror. So body horror would be with a lot of stuff like a lot of David Cronenberg, like The Fly, The Thing, stuff like that. Okay. Um, so it's basically just fucking up your body, really. So it could be like like the um the alien scene in the first alien where it comes out of the body yeah that's a body horror that's part of the horror okay okay would, would the uh would would that little um thing that talks in total recall be body horror you know that face that's like mm, no a little bit oh so it has to be like things coming out of bodies sort of like so it's just like basically anything they can do different to a body they're going to do Okay. So there's like another movie called Taxidermia where they literally just stuff people. <laughs> right. And like same with uh, House of Wax. Okay. That could be considered a body horror movie. Body horror, okay. So yeah, a lot of David Cronenberg movies like The Fly. Yeah. Which is one of my favorites because, you know, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. How can you not love Jeff? Yeah. Um, And the list can go on and on. Did you ever see that movie Teeth? No. No? no. Johnny? So no. <laughs> this is a fucking random movie. Teeth? So, it's basically uh, this girl, this woman was born with teeth in her vagina. Okay. <laughs> okay. And Sounds like a lot of real vagina. Oh, man. Uh, vagina dentata. <laughs> no, that's what it's called. It's the, the trope. It's a trope. Vagina dentata. It's, it's the idea of um, teeth in, in vaginas. Just better that bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... 2007. Yeah, 2007. Not that old, okay. Mm, that, only... that sounded like a really old kind of classic movie. but that, That's the thing with a lot of body horror. It just, like, you try to describe a body horror to someone. Yeah. And it's just like, it sounds like you're making up off the top of your head. It's <laughs> And that's pretty much what I love about it. It's just like a bunch of guys like, what if we do this? <laughs> yeah, then we can do this. <laughs> yeah. And it's just one following one thing after right. the other. But <laughs> with this movie Society, I saw it maybe six years ago. And just completely fell in love with it. I was right. just watching like, what the actual fuck is going on? <laughs> Johnny, you got to see this. <laughs> so the last 20 minutes of Society is 
unlike anything you've ever seen. Okay. So the whole plot of this movie is this guy is he's got it, he got adopted into this family and they send him to therapy because they think he's got mental issues because he believes that all the wealthy white people in this community are part of this weird underground cult. So they send him to therapy to make him more mentally ill, but he's completely right. So yeah. they're trying to brainwash him into thinking not thinking that because they yeah they're just trying to make because him feel he, worse. He's actually right. He's he's being yeah. honest. Only him and one other guy know the truth about it. Right. And at the end of the movie, there's a thing called shunting, which you'll probably see in the butthead clip. <laughs> uh, I know exactly what you mean. But it, it sounds more like real life. Yeah. Oh, pretty much. <laughs> An All elite right. elite crew of people eating people. <laughs> okay. All righty. This weirdness is so cool. If <laughs> oh. you have any edible fantasies you'd like to indulge in, Billy, now's the time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. I am a butthead. <laughs> hey, 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 Bill. <laughs> oh my god. I see what you mean now. I see what you mean now. <laughs> That's the funniest shit. Do you want to describe, for people just listening, do you want to describe what 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 the fuck we just saw? It was a face in a butthole. <laughs> it was a face in a butthole. So it starts off with the mum, gets off the bed, her feet are hands, and her daughter pops out underneath her arm legs. Oh my and so God. as the as um, Billy's crawling back all scared, he realized that his dad's face is his dad's ass. <laughs> That's just weird. That's just that's just weird shit. That's uh, I see what you mean now about the bo- the body horror. So I totally get that. So now. that was a part of what they called shunting, right? So it's just this giant orgy of body melting together. So mm-hmm. in the la- the last twenty minutes is unreal, and it's at least like twenty five people just melted together, and it's just <laughs> body parts after body parts after body parts stretching and oozing and everything like that. See, that would be super fun if, if you were working in the prosthetics department. <laughs> it was done by a guy called um, <laughs> Screaming Mad George. Okay. I think he's a, a Japanese guy. Okay. And yeah, he basically just got hired because they knew yeah he could make some fucked up shit. Let's get yeah. this guy. And everything, yeah, all practical effects. So this guy actually made yeah. an ass for a guy to put his face in, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is so fucking good. And actually poured like slime over people to make them look all shiny exactly yeah there's no cgi there's no trickery or anything exactly well if you go to the shower scene that's from society as well and this is one of the first parts of the movie that you see right so it kind of um gives you a bit of an idea of like okay there's something fucked up going on here (laughs) this is uh, still society still society i need some suntan lotion that mullet the, and the score as well. He's a good looking guy. 
Wait, not this guy. Jenny! Listen, Jenny, I'm just gonna... Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> God, Bill, what's the matter with you? Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> so, what was that? that was, she was showering, but she was like twisted. One eighty. So, like, yeah. So, like, her top half was backwards, <laughs> or her bottom half was forwards, or something <laughs> like that. So. That's like maybe 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. When you realize, okay, there's something fucking weird going I, on I here. I like the artwork that they have for the posters and stuff. The posters are really cool. Like the lifting lifting off of the face yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Now, so that's the thing. Like back back then, like as you're saying, you know, production, when it came to movies, they actually had to build the sets and build yeah. all the prosthetics. Exactly. And just go to all that trouble to do it. Like nowadays, with all the CGI, yeah, you can make stuff look really good. But you take a lot of that, um, I don't yeah. know, not, not credibility, but you know, you know, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, and it also ages badly. Exactly, I think CGI ages badly. Exactly. Whereas, because you can always see a point in time, like when you can glance at something that was made with CGI, exactly, and, and kind of pinpoint the year that it was made. Exactly. But if you watch Alien now, you could oh. be like, oh, that could be. 70s 80s night like it could be any exactly those, it could just know. has this certain you can just tell like a certain era because mm. when i first started getting into horror movies it was like mid 2000s and it was just the same thing every time bad cgi and a new metal soundtrack that's literally <laughs> all it was yeah, yeah. you know like if you go watch freddie vs jason now yeah it sucks <laughs> like yeah it's like the concept is so good let's get two of the scariest horror characters ever and make them battle each other that sounds awesome yeah. But then it just fails. You've got a bunch of bloody redneck jocks having a <laughs> rave in a cornfield. Then you've got <laughs> Freddy Krueger being a stoner slug. And then you've got Kelly Rowland trying to act as well. Yeah. So it's just like this complete juxtaposition of like, okay, this is a bit of a fail. <laughs> but yeah. it just, the idea of it is so good, bud. Just yeah. like Freddy Krueger versus Jason Voorhees. That's yeah. such a good idea, bud. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the ultimate letdown was uh, the sequel to Blair Witch. Oh, <laughs> Book of Shadows. Book of it was Shadows, just like, yeah. what the... F like, obviously, whoever <laughs> bought the rights to make that movie needs to be shot. <laughs> and we need to wipe that movie from history. <laughs> exactly. Just... I think they felt that if they did another found footage movie, that it would... But it wouldn't wasn't. Work, but it work. wasn't. It was like a total fucking no, Hollywood that, mm, style. That's what I mean. Just... That's the, They felt that they couldn't do another found footage yeah. thing. So they went, okay, let's try write a cool story. And it was terrible. It was horrible. I remember going to the cinema, paying money to watch that. And just <laughs> halfway through, just going, they had that angsty goth chick. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I, um, yeah. Yeah, nothing compares to the first one. Oh, no, that's the thing. Like, At all. Once you watch yeah, the original and you try to watch a remake, I, I get, it might be like an expectation thing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just bad. You know, yeah. like I tapped out when they um they tried to remake Point Break. I got, I think I got it twenty seconds in, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> like, you don't, you didn't need to remake Point Break. It's perfect. Yeah, it's so good. 
There you go. Keanu Reeves, Crazy Swayze, Gary Busey, <laughs> Anthony Kiedis in there for like 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, man. They're just out of ideas now. Exactly. It's, it's just, just trying to milk everything like, that was good. Exactly. And then just fuck it up. Like that's all they've got now is remakes, reboots, and Marvel movies. That's yeah. it. And then you get like independent stuff like from A24. Mm -hmm. and, and then Netflix. Exactly. And then everything else Netflix. Exactly. And so when once you get that like really good independent movie that someone just took a chance on, that's what I love about it. Is that, yeah, someone, you can actually tell the love and like, love they have for it yeah it's just like yeah this is what i wanted to make and they just made it perfect to how they wanted to and they didn't give a fuck about audience like they didn't care about being appealing exactly they were just going they did their vision exactly and then that kind of ironically paid like it trailblazes like people then look back on it and realize how good and how much they push exactly you know push the envelope um yeah all all good shit has to be kind of like horrific mm. um at, at some stage i think stuff is just trying to be too appealing now. exactly you and know? that's the yeah like the filmmakers will take a chance on something like they want to put something gory in there they want to put something loving in there they'll go do it yeah and like same with the like the film companies if they want to like they'll just take the chance like with um hereditary like someone just took the chance on that movie like yeah. a24 did mm -hmm. they put it out and it's one of the best horror movies to come out in years mm -hmm. like same with, yeah same with get out that was like another thing yep. where it's like yeah we'll give him a shot mm. and came out fucking blew the world up and did same you like the um babadook babadook was awesome yeah good a good aussie movie good aussie movie yeah, yeah that man. was in adelaide it's filmed in adelaide right? yeah that's right yeah um that was that was really cool yeah really well filmed as well Good, good, uh, good sound design. Yeah, good. Um, that, yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Did I watch it? I can't remember. It was based off the the fairy tale and the book mm. and the mum and the the kid. Mm. Yeah. One one movie which does stand out for me. Now it's it's not a scary movie, it's, but it's got you know some nice jump scares and stuff. But the real like it's got a nice twist to it. Mm. Is the others? The others, yeah. With Nicole Kidman. Yeah, man. Like that movie, like just watching it, like yeah, there's all these jump scares, but then. When you realize that it's not the right way, mm -hmm. it's just, it's actually really a good movie. Yeah. I actually really enjoy that movie. Yeah, you find, yeah, we probably went, well, no spoilers. Do people really want to watch that? Now? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but, but I, I guess we can, without spoiling it, yeah, uh, it's a complete inversion of what you think. It's, it's about mm. ghosts. Yeah. It's about ghosts in a house. And yeah. Then you realize that there's more to. Mm the people living in the house and yeah who you yeah. think are the ghosts aren't necessarily the ghosts yeah 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 uh what was i gonna say the others and have you seen the mist the mist i haven't watched that in a while yeah it's like the, basically a mist descends on a town and it kind of gets like closer and closer and closer mm. but within the mist are these creatures that basically kill you yeah uh it's it's not like the creatures aren't the focal point it's more about the the unknown of what's in the mist mm. what is it like why is it happening but basically fuck it can i spoil the mist might as well but i may as well if you haven't seen the mist it's a pretty old <laughs> spoiler <movie>. alert <laughs> uh the the at the end the guy blows his head off because he thinks the mist is coming it's all over mm. and uh Bucket uh, and he blows his head off because he doesn't want to get eaten by the monster. And literally, as the camera pans out, just as the movie finishes, uh, the army roll in, yeah, and kind of 
savior, like everything's okay. Mm. But the fear drives yeah. this guy to kill himself just before he gets saved. Exactly. And it's just that twist that, you know, I rem- remember the scene where it pulls out and you see the car and the blood splatters. Um, that's an awesome movie. But Did you ever see um, a movie called It Follows? Ah, oh, that I rings think a I bell. Have. It rings a bell. It the, follows. The one, um, it, so it's like basically if you have sex with a certain person, you have this like ghosts like following you, but only you can see them. Right. Okay. And the only way to get rid of them is to pass it on. So it's like a bit of like an um an allegory for like STDs kind of thing. No shit. But yeah, um, I have I have seen this. Yeah. I remember I saw this at Luna, and there's one scene where. The, the her friend's knocking on the door and she thinks it's one of the ghosts and so they open the door and it's just her friend like what's going on what's going on and this dude just walks behind her like seven feet tall this woman behind her just screams bloody murder like one of the loudest screams i've ever heard <laughs> and i was laughing for like 20 minutes it was the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life. <laughs> i think other people's reactions are more funny sometimes yeah exactly oh my goodness that's an interesting concept though it's yeah like a kind of goes back into the the japanese or the asians with the horror where things follow you around yeah yeah exactly it's not a place that's haunted but it's the person itself yeah exactly themselves you know and then, yeah that was like the same thing like it's just a really good independent movie yeah and it's like that you know had a limited run in like independent cinemas but once it kind of got like word of mouth everyone's like okay i gotta check this movie out and then it was on netflix for like ages and it was mm. in like the top 10 for almost six months yeah because everyone was like okay this is a fucking good movie yeah is that the last one um i'll have another one i'll quickly do my the honorable mentions yes because i've got quite a few <laughs> so the honorable mentions i have is of course hereditary i absolutely love that movie yep um ari Aster's like his first proper major movie and it was the same thing you know breath of fresh air just mm-hmm. like get out it was just like something that people haven't seen before and same with his other movie midsummer which is like another great movie and another daytime movie as well mm-hmm. um and probably the other one i've got is probably zelda from pet cemetery the original okay um i remember seeing this as a kid and absolutely scared That's another sh- stephen king another stephen king yeah, yeah um yeah absolutely terrified the hell out of me so i think it's the never get out of bed again scene oh oh that's what that one was yeah yeah okay okay pet cemetery spelling it with an s as well did you ever see the remake no i didn't oh man that's the same bad cg bad? i'm not even gonna bother i'm not even gonna bother it's like there's one scene like you know the scene when um the kid gets hit by the truck yeah so they do that scene in the remake, but it's like the worst screen projection you've ever seen. It's like one of those 1950s of the guys driving the car with the projector behind them. It looks like that. I yeah. watched that. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm done, man. I'm out. Yeah, it's the, horrible. The hydraulics exactly. that, that makes them look like you know, they're, they're driving. And like they're they're totally looking not. different directions and not even looking forward, but they're still driving perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and they always seem to drive like this, <laughs> yeah. like this exaggerated the, wheel like loop. the big tugboat one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's roll this up. Rachel? Is that you? I finally came back for you, Rachel. I'm going to twist your back like mine so you'll never get out of bed again. 
Never get out of bed again. Never get out of bed again. Never get out of bed again. <laughs> that didn't need any scare at all. Just that lady. <laughs> Zelda alone. Exactly. Because the whole story, that's um, that other woman's sister. Yeah. Who, she was just born, like, sick. And so after a while, the parents, they just didn't, they just wanted her to die. Mm -hmm. So they just didn't feed her. But the sister was nice enough to try to give her food. But eventually, her feeding is, she choked on it, which is what killed her. So now she blames herself and the parents blame her for killing her sister. And so for... 30 years she's been haunted by zelda hmm. there there have been there are real cases of families like given birth to like a, a mentally ill mm. child in the past and they didn't know what to do with it so they lock them up in the basement yeah and just feed them it's so messed up and, so, and they, they used to think they were possessed or like there was something wrong with them and sometimes they wouldn't even disclose that they had a child yeah exactly so later they find this like corpse in the basement and it turns out that they were keeping you know these these people in there exactly that's fucking, that's so fucked up but the thing now when you watch um the original pet cemetery is yeah. you can't help and try and do the voice of the farmer it's just so addictive to <laughs> do it's like over here now right every little time every little bit now right because it's the guy who played um herman munster yeah and that's his oh, real really? voice yeah yeah so he just yeah they he just got that role and he's like i'm just gonna do my normal voice in this one <laughs> and so that's just how he talks and you can't help but do it every time you yeah. watch it now that's how i talk um no 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 i was gonna do it <laughs> i was gonna do a dave Chappelle bit but it, it was a do you know how when he that bit where he's like when he when he gets in trouble he just uses the old timey voice? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, ah, see. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not illegal to talk like that. Um, and probably yeah, the last honorable mention I have is a movie called Pink Flamingos. Now it's not a horror movie per se, but it's got probably the best slash most disgusting ending I've ever seen to a movie. And it's made by John Waters, who you probably know from The Simpsons, the guy who goes, zap, that guy. And it's just like an independent movie he has. And it's basically two families in this town in Baltimore are competing to be the most disgusting family in the planet. And the movie's got some really messed up stuff, yeah. man. It's got bloody um, incest. It's got bestiality. It's got um, castration. <laughs> Holy shit. And the ending of it i won't say it because i don't want to spoil it for you but the ending is absolutely disgusting <laughs> you could get with a you could get get away with a lot in the 70s and that was another movie that was made on film yeah 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 because so um they're competing to be the uh filthiest person alive yeah in the yeah in the movie with uh good old divine i reckon the 70s and 80s horror movies were lit oh they were the best they were actually satanic and everyone was actually on on cocaine exactly <laughs> loads of cocaine <laughs> Um, so this this Cannibal Holocaust. So yeah, Cannibal Holocaust is my number one. This is one of my favorite horror movies I've ever seen. Um, the thing that I love about it is the legacy and the folklore of the movie. So this movie came out, I think, in the seventies, nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. Yeah. And basically, once it came out, the director got arrested because they thought it was an actual documentary. And this was like one of the first found <laughs> yeah, footage movies. Yeah. So he had to go to court 
and he brought some of the actors along and it's like they're alive i didn't kill them they're right there mm. and so they had to let him free because you know he didn't do anything <laughs> and but the movie got banned in pretty much every country for 30 years because it's borderline snuff film mm. so all the um killing of animals in the movie are all real which is there's some a lot of messed up stuff they like um they open up a turtle they cut the face off a monkey they shoot a boar point blank and there's like four other ones like that holy shit uh okay uh so uh, trigger warning animal rights (laughs) people we we don't condone that but the clip i'm gonna play there's nothing to do with that okay it's all good that's crazy they got away with that shit yeah man no one tried to like ban it or well it got banned for 30 yeah yeah well he's um now i mean people complaining now about oh people that know about it they don't really care they're just like yeah that's a bloody good movie (laughs) but um yeah because he he was saying well you know this is what they actually do in the amazon to feed their families mm, mm. so what you're going to take that away from people trying to eat yeah <laughs> that's true yeah. yeah yeah as long as they yeah it wasn't done like for fun exactly I guess. yeah yeah uh, i'm freaking out right. i'm freaking out around. have i seen this clip? So I tried to just pick a, a pretty mild one. Yeah. And I couldn't find one, so that's from the trailer. <laughs> okay. I'm loving the music to that. Oh, that's the thing. The soundtrack is absolutely beautiful. If you didn't watch it with the movie, yeah. you would just think this is like a really nice piece. <laughs> then you realize, okay, it's for cannibals. I know. Yeah. I, lo- I love I love contrast like that. Though. Exactly. That's but, why I love really symphonic music while horrible shit's going but on. But was that yeah. tribe, those people there, were they, were they actors or was that? Like an um, actual tribe that was like being a real tribe. That was an actual tribe. Yeah. And they do have a lot of cannib- cannibalistic tribes. That's right? the thing, yeah. Because yeah. um, this was considered one of the first found footage movies. Yeah. So the whole story is this guy, he, this one film crew went to the Amazon and they no one's heard of him for months. So this one guy goes out to go find him. And so he's got to make friends with the like two guides. Once they meet the, the um, Amazonians, they find the film canisters on their skulls. So he goes and watches the film that they had because they want to release it as a documentary uh, on TV. Once he um, like edits it all together, he shows it to the um, TV producers to show them what they actually filmed. And so the whole movie is just watching them watching Cannibal Holocaust pretty much. Right. <laughs> And that's because cool, that, that gives the context to the the found footage. Exactly. That's, that's kind of cool how they found it on the the skull. Exactly. Yeah. And then um yeah so made like another Italian horror movie which I love because they're just like um, Japanese movies they just went way too far to see how far they can push it mm. and it's just so funny to me. <laughs> yeah. So they they go missing trying to investigate this um Amazon. Tribe. Yeah. Yeah. And actually Eli Roth made a remake of it called green inferno which was it was okay but um the thing that i liked about it was he kind of used this generation to put it into that one so it's not like a found footage movie it's just like normal horror la roth movie but um so 
as you saw in the clip, they had the guns. Yeah. So in the new version, the weapons are the cell phones. So the camera phones. Mm -hmm. So they can film all the people trying to ruin the Amazon. And so once they think they've done good, their plane crashes, they land like pretty much in the tribe that they were trying to save and they're getting getting murdered. <laughs> <laughs> and it has something that I've never seen in a cannibal movie, stoned cannibals. Stoned cannibals? Stoned cannibals. So stoned cannibals with the munchies. Right. <laughs> so oh, every time they have a body, they put it into like their their oven pretty much. And the one girl who can't handle it takes her own life. A guy puts his bag of weed in it, in inside her, sorry. So once they cook her up to eat her, they're all stoned. So there's like a tribe of like 60 people, even children who are all stoned. Oh. And once they come to, they're all hungry. So what are they going to eat if they're cannibals? A human being. <laughs> that sounds interesting <laughs> like i would actually contemplate eating could you infuse weed into human meat <laughs> just smoke it in i'm getting some ideas <laughs> i've got to watch all these movies you've got to forward me a list of some of your recommendations i will man, man. that was an awesome how many did we do five each yeah five each i had a couple honorable mentions yeah but I forgot, I forgot that was, what was the um, first horror movie you remember seeing that really scared you? Oh, fuck. There's one that I, I just simply remember. I don't know the name of it, but it had a lot of uh, toy soldiers. And they would come uh, alive. Poltergeist. That was, was it Poltergeist? That was Poltergeist? Poltergeist? Yeah. yeah, with the red toy soldiers and the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That fucked me up as yeah. a kid. And then I think after that, it was uh, Child's Play. The Child's Ch Play. The, the Chucky movie. Yep. And I still remember the scene of that woman at the end putting that pump in his mouth and he's and he just inflates. <laughs> Chucky inflates and just explodes. Yeah. And that's how they kill him. They just pop him. Um and then yeah, a whole heap after that, yeah. Um Alien. 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 Even though that's more sci fi. Yeah. But um what else? The, that's the only one that really comes to mind is the, the child's play and mm. Chucky. I was afraid of dolls for a good like five years after that or anything doll-like. How do you yeah. feel about James Wan's doll movies then? Not, not now I'm okay. <laughs> As a kid though, I, I fucking hate, hated anything with uh, eyes. Any, any dolls with eyes. Like what about uh, ventriloquist dolls? They scare the hell out of you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything that I thought. I always were convinced that the puppets were like looking at me or the, the dolls were looking at me. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the Annabelle—that's a real doll, as like yeah. I said before. That's a, you can actually go visit that. Yeah, uh, it's in a glass case or something. The the amount of stories you hear of like people making fun of Annabelle, hmm. and then they go home and it's pretty much they have a curse on them now. <laughs> like there was one story, like this guy was like, "Oh, no, this isn't scary at all." Mm. Like, look at this stupid doll. Two days later, he lost his job. Three days later. He crashed his car four days later. His <laughs> wife divorced him. No so he shit. had to handwrite a letter to the actual Annabelle doll apologizing and say, can you please take no this curse shit. off me? As soon as the letter got there, he was all good. Yeah, yeah. So just like little things like that is so, <laughs> so creepy and scary. You got Jen Psaki on there. Huh? Press secretary. <laughs> no, but um, the that's the original doll, yeah. which looks nothing like what they put in the movie. Oh, absolutely no! Yeah. This is Raggedy Ann. Yeah, but but I that's where you can find it. Yeah, but 
It's more about it's not about the how it looks. It's about the fact that they think that there's a energy or exactly the story behind it. Yeah, yeah or yeah. there's a soul trapped in there or some stuff. Because I think it's like a priest comes by and blesses it like two or three times a day. Possibly. Yeah. The the Warrens. The Warrens. That's right. The yeah. The Warrens. They they keep. There's a really good documentary on them. Yeah. Where you can um explore the family and all the siblings and uh the characters in the Conjuring are those. They're, they're all grown up now. Yeah, yeah. So the Conjuring, all the kids uh, were based on real people. Yeah. Yeah. Which made it all the more freakier. But that's giving, that's giving me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> then, like, which, which ties in with the Annabelle series as well. And even yeah, yeah. a little bit with Insidious. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a bit of crossover as Yeah, well. exactly. Yeah. yeah. See, um, it's movies like that where they... <clears throat> I mean, it's always been something they say about with horror and the possession stuff is fear opens the doorway and allows for these, you know, demons and possession stuff to happen. Yeah. And that's why I don't like watching horror movies because I get fucking sick. I am like an open fucking revolving door <laughs> for demons to come in. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, they, they had those, uh, the, the rules of conjuring, right? In yeah. The conjuring. Where, I mean, sorry. Sorry. The rules of possession in the conjuring where, you know, th- there are certain stages and I think, like, some of the final stages, is, you kind of have to invite it in. Yeah. Almost. And only certain people are receptive, but, like, the majority will have no issue. Exactly. Like, it's it's very selective people that that get possessed, allegedly. Yeah. Um, but I have seen some actual, uh, what do you call it, uh, exorcisms. Yeah. Especially in South America. Man. Um, and I don't know if it's, like, theater or fake it could be very well be fake. Yeah. Where people just start bleeding out of their hands and eyes and shit. Or like crosses appear on them mm. through burn marks. And I don't know if any of that shit's real, but. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking back to my, my Italy experience now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because you were convinced something was happening. Some, something strange was <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. yeah, yeah. Uh, so me and uh, the girl I was seeing at the time, we were in Italy and we just got to Venice and we went. We found this little kind of uh, tarot card, little trinket bookstore just in uh, in Venice. And I remember looking around and I was found this sort of deck of tarot cards. And I was about to take a photo to send to Daryl. Like, oh, I found some fancy tarot cards. And uh, the girl I was seeing was, you know, on the other side of the room. And there weren't that many people in there. So they weren't letting, uh, they were sort of not a big store. So only a few people in there. And I distinctly heard behind me. A voice say, John, are you ready for this? But I couldn't tell whose voice it was. But distinctly as if there's something standing behind me. So I turn around and there's there's no one there. There's like a guy with his daughter like on the other side looking through some books and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I sort of, I, I, I thought that was very odd. I thought nothing of it. Um, and then we you know we went down to San Marco Square and we're dancing around. We're sitting underneath the big, uh, big pier drinking. Uh, and then where, where, where was it? Where was it? Um, it turns out that the girl I was saying reckons that when we were sitting there, she heard a voice, like a crackly voice say her name. And when she told me that, I was like, okay, that's, that's even weirder. Uh, I can't remember where it kept going, but when we got to Rome, we had a night where we're lying in bed and the TV just turned on by itself. And I, I was like, it woke me up. Like, I woke up like, fuck, TV's on. I'm like, and I'm searching around for the remote. Mm. And the remote's fucking on the bedside table. 
and uh, the girl was saying she woke up. Turns out she actually had a scratch down the back, down her back, and there was this big dirty handprint on the pillow. What? I got a photo of that as well. Yeah. Now, just, you had mentioned as well that she had bad vibes in the room and got you to close the door. Oh yeah, there's something something to do with the bathroom door. We ended up, you know, sort of closing doors. Like we just felt this really, really bad energy. Okay. And it's really weird shit going on. And I think because that was from Venice through Florence and stuff. But just waking up and she had this scratch down her back and there was a dirty handprint on the pillow. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It was some weird fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, you can't explain shit like that. And it's worse because as it's happening, it seems to compound and get worse mm. because you're already on edge and, and things like that. Yeah. But also, weren't you visiting some weird places like crypts? Oh, and shit? Uh, yeah. Oh, so I missed the, so the tomb of. Uh, I forgot. We went through. Um, what was it? Uh, some big, big church type place, and we had walked in, and there was all these, all these people sort of sitting down, you know, having prayer. It was like kind of like an underground church type thing, and just as weird, it was kind of like so tourists were walking past and walking down the aisle and around the altar and out while people. Like locals and stuff all praying. Yeah. We had just started walking down the aisle to the middle. All the people stood up and just started walking out and walking right in front of us. Almost blocking us from going down towards the altar of the church. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> that was that, I remember that as well. It was just Yeah. It was it was more the timing. The timing just yeah, like yeah, the timing. It just it, felt yeah. like yeah, yeah. So it was almost like the original flash mob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were they all actors? Were they really, were they really <laughs> exactly, people? Yeah. Were they all crisis yeah. actors? Uh, like those exorcisms, though. Eh? All actors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't believe too much that there's real, you know, sort of dark mm. stuff, but there's definitely energy forces that can affect things that happen in the world. True. Right? I believe 100% in that. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Yeah. I haven't had any experiences myself. Me neither. Which is weird for a guy that reads up on it all the time. I'm fascinated by it, but nothing's happened to me, but... I don't know. I don't know how I would, I would react because I'm I'm a fairly chill person. Like, I think if something were to happen, I'd be fairly rational about. It. But you don't know until it happens. Exactly. You don't know how how you're going to react. Yeah. Yeah. And I've I've heard stories from really rational, you know, rational people that swear that they've had poltergeist activity at their place. Mm. And they, these aren't people that have. Some of them don't even aren't even into it aren't even into the topic, but they swear that stuff has happened to them. Um, and they're rational people, so... Exactly. I don't know what to believe. Man. But <laughs> well, that's the thing, like, when certain people watch horror movies, they're always like, oh, that wouldn't happen. Why don't you just run away? I wouldn't do that. Mm. So we've never been put in that situation before, <laughs> yeah, have you? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you've had, you've had a guy in a bloody mask with a knife yeah. chase you before, haven't you? And just <laughs> fi financially, it's like, get up and buy a new house. It's like, yeah, really? <laughs> You think yeah. people can just buy a new house? Yeah. Like you, yeah. some people are stuck exactly in that home, and they have to get used to it. And every day you have to buy a paper towel to wipe up the blood that's coming through the fucking walls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my good, uh, goodness! Um, what? Uh, I think that's it, man. Be all good. I think that's all. That's all the the movies I had, anyway. That's all the movies I had as well. Yeah, man. But I could I could actually do another five. Oh, I could do a very top, easily. I could do a top fifty, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, you should totally come back and we should just do top fives of other other movies. Man. I'm I'm keen, man. This Let me know that when. Was fucking awesome, because I've always wanted to do a horror focused 
uh, episode where I could actually show yeah why I think that's a good horror movie and the pinpoint moment of as to why. Um, so that was really fun. Um, well, thanks because I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> About four times. <laughs> four times. <laughs> uh, for people just listening, thank you for uh, putting up with our screams and listening to uh, things without being able to see. Uh, you can always catch the uh, video on YouTube, but we're going to post some little cuts from here on to our socials because we have to get Johnny shitting himself. It's literally a jump with, cut. With you laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, can we get some uh, Nick Cave? Bit yeah. of Nick Cave. Uh, yeah. So everybody, check out uh, Mount Mountain, April tenth, uh, which is a Saturday at the Record Bite. Do you know who's supporting you yet? Or um, not too sure yet, but it should yeah. be announced soon. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Tickets available from Megatix. Uh, also, congratulations on Two Minds. Thank you. Yeah, that's all in film. Keeping it real. Yeah, only only real cunts use eight millimeter film. <laughs> That's some real shit. Um, so do you guys want to sleep over? <laughs> well, I think the one thing we can end on that Hold I think me. I think you and you and myself have been holding on for. Yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> That was uh, that was Brendan's uh, dice claim impression. <laughs> for those who don't know, we're both dice claim fans, but yeah. We did say we're going to try to do the whole podcast without saying it until the end, yeah. and I think we just got away with it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> thank you very much, Brendan. Well, thank you Episode, very much. What is this? 150? I think it will be. 150. 150. Hell yeah. Mission Control Podcast. Find it, search it everywhere, tell your friends. Awesome. Take care, everyone. We love you. Bye. Thank you very much.